feel like this is going to be a long episode. There's so much to cover from week 14 and 15 in NFL football, from Lamar Jackson's visit to the locker room, a.k.a. the bathroom, to the Bengals beat the Steelers. Y'all stay tuned. Hey, everyone. My name is Ashley Gibbs, and I'm your host of another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. That's right. Here we discuss everything NFL football related, from the players to the game, to the injuries, to even the contracts. So sit back, listen in from a female perspective who secretly loves the game. And let's dive into this conversation and get started. We're at episode 11. Man, let me tell you. Okay, so it is Wednesday. We had week 14. We had week 15 just this past Sunday. There was a game on Saturday. There was so much that went down. Um, But of course, as you know, I always am drinking my iced coffee in the morning. You guys, I was broken because Dunkin' Donuts ran out of caramel swirl. You should have saw me in the drive-thru line. I was like, oh, I'll have a medium iced coffee, four pumps of caramel swirl. And she's like, "Mm, actually, we're all out of caramel swirl. And it was like, I was defeated. I was like, wait a minute. Like, who took it all? Was it the lady that was two cars ahead of me that was, like, taking 10 minutes or 15 minutes to order everything? I was hurt. I really was. So I got hazelnut today, four pumps of hazelnut. I got some splash of cream in there. It tastes all right. But that's not going to stop me from talking about these games, though. So let's go ahead and get ready to dive in. Quick fire topics, as you already know. Cam Newton. That's right. I said Cam Newton, y'all. Cam Newton, of course, as you know, against the Rams was taken out of the game. Um, It was like asking the question of, is it the end? Like he's been throwing picks. He just doesn't seem himself. Um, There are some, you know, comments of how much is he himself, you know, after, you know, he recovered from COVID. I do want to put a disclaimer in before I continue this conversation that they're doing work um, where I live. So if you hear banging, hopefully when I publish this the it will help drown out that extra noise but there's so many questions surrounding cam newton and you know his career in football like is this the end is he going to be a starter next year in 2021's nfl season the way he's played i mean if you think about it the patriots have really struggled with a qb after tom brady left and cam had so much to live up to you had a franchise that has literally, we'll get into a second of what they just recently lost, which is probably devastating for all Patriots fans out there. But for Cam Newton to raise so many questions as whether he'll be considered a starter next year, in my personal opinion, I don't think he will be. I really feel like his performance this season has kind of called a lot of things into question. The best game I've seen Cam Newton play was against the Seahawks. Uh, and they lost that game, and it was all because it probably should have been a pass. They were at, I think, the two-yard line or the three-yard line. Cam tried to run it in himself, and they blocked it. But him and Julian Edelman were a pair in a Seahawks game. And then after that, I haven't seen them play well together at all during the rest of the season. Um, so you just, like, it makes you wonder what's going to happen to the Patriots. And we'll get into that franchise in a second, but question posed to you do you think that cam newton will start next year considering how he played this year do you think he'll even stay with the patriots my answer is no and no for those reasons all you have to do is just go watch the tape literally go on youtube watch a video of his performance i'm not saying he's a horrible quarterback but i'm just saying like he struggled with a lot and to be fair 
He had the same amount of weapons, which was none. He had the same amount of weapons as Tom Brady did last year, and Tom Brady won more games. So it's a lot to consider there, but, you know, good luck to him. Hopefully they finish out the season, you know, with some dignity. That's how you have to do it. You you play all the way to the end. That's how it works. The Jets. Now, I'll say this. This is from week 14. I haven't gotten to week 15 yet. During week 14, I said the Jets need to reevaluate their entire organization. Like, it's past embarrassing. There are some GMs and things like that that got fired over that last week um, because they lost to the Seahawks. It was 3-40. to 40 And, well, actually 40-3. to three. And they were just like, who do we need to send the email to? The, the Jets need help. However, comma, the Jets and this last Sunday's game in week 15? Listen, I I take back what I just said because the Jets, they came to play. I was shocked at the completion of passes they had. I was like, where this team, why is it this team been playing like this all season? They might have had a chance had they been playing like that the entire time, but I guess not because, well, you know. But I still think they need to reevaluate their organization. Like, no one even takes the Jets seriously. And I think that that's sad. I really, really think that that team has potential. I hope that they do some restructuring, some rebuilding during the offseason, and they come back strong next season. I'm always rooting for the underdog in those cases, and that's how I feel about the Jets because their entire season was called into question, literally, the entire season. Like, every time you watch a commentator, they're just not taking the Jets seriously. Let's, like, do you take the Jets seriously? You probably don't. You're like, wait, the Jets is an NFL team? And I'm like, yes, they're an NFL team. Then in Week 14, the Eagles beat the Saints. Right. This was when Wentz, Carson Wentz was benched. OK. And they put Jalen Hurts in and Jalen Hurts showed out. So then the coach in a press conference, they asked him, of course, hey, are you going to start Jalen Wentz in week 15? He was like, I'm just glad for the win. This is what the coach said. I watched it. He said, I'm just glad for the win. I'm going to go home and then celebrate this win, eat dinner with my family. That's a yes, y'all. He planned on starting Jalen Wentz. I mean, Jalen Hurts. Now come to week 15. Now Carson Wentz is saying, oh, I don't want to be a backup. So if that's what they have in store for me, then I'm going to leave. Listen, listen, Carson, Carson, you played like trash this entire season. Eagles fans were beyond pissed off with you because of your performance. You can't knock the coach for taking you out. Like, if I was a coach, I would have took you out. Like, there just should be no reason to watch something like that take place. You played like a backup, and you became a backup. Stop crying. Get back to the gym. Get back to your system. Work harder and come back and earn your spot back. I don't understand. Now, is his whole career over? No. Will somebody probably pick him up? There are so many teams that are in desperate need of a quarterback. He may get picked up, but right now, he's the most expensive backup in NFL history right now. Like, they paid him over $100 million, and he performed like someone who you paid $1.7 million. I'm just throwing numbers out there. I feel like I'm referencing something, but I really don't know what that is. But I just, I can't stand it. Carson Wentz is acting like a um baby and he needs to just suck it up. You played like a backup, so they made you one. Accept what is. And let that guy, Jalen Hurts, why, I mean, Jalen Hurts, why are you getting on him for going out there and doing what he does well? There's still some questions of how well he can throw the ball, but 
He's running it. That kid, man, these rookie quarterbacks are showing out from before Joe Burrow got hurt to Justin Herbert to, you know, Jalen Hurts. These rookie quarterbacks are going in and they're not playing. They are showing out and showing that they can play. And these coaches are like, I'm going to stay with what I got. When, yeah, you start winning, you're going to stay with what you got. And then you have the 49ers. Listen, okay, everybody knows I'm 49ers faithful. That's not even a question. Here's what my issue is. We put Mullins in. He's our backup because Jimmy Garoppolo got injured. I've been saying this for episodes now. We put Mullins in. Just in this last game on week 15, Mullins threw four picks. Four. We handed the Cowboys every point they earned in that game. I think over 50% of the Cowboys, I think 24 points of it, was from our picks. Basically interceptions. So then... Mullins gets injured. I wish you could see because like I'm doing he apparently he injured his elbow. He's going to need surgery. He's out just to give you that update on that. Mullins got injured. We took him out. We put him Bethard during the game. This is against the Cowboys. Mind you, the deficits are already bigger. The Cowboys already scored again. That's my sister's team. She felt good about herself. Of course she did. They're winning. We're making careless decisions. So we take Mullins out. We put Bethard in. Bethard. He has a tank for an arm. I mean, I would not want to receive a pass from him. I feel like it would hurt to catch it. But that's not even the highlighted part I'm getting to for you guys. Bethard, last, like, I don't know, 10 seconds of the game, Bethard throws a Hail Mary, which is, like, usually anywhere between 45, maybe 40 to 50 yards. Down the field, Kendrick Bourne, who is covered by, like, three Dallas Cowboys defenders, jumps up, catches the ball, 49ers touchdown. I said, well, hell, it's too late now. Why wasn't better than this entire time? I don't know what Kyle Shanahan's like goal is. I don't know if Mullins has like info on the team. I don't get it. We keep putting Mullins in and granted we score with him. Don't get me wrong. We've won some games, but he just throws way too many picks. I feel like any other coach would have took him out four picks. And then you put better in and we score another touchdown. It's too late now. That's my rant from that game. I just, I keep saying it because we definitely lost to Washington. Like, I just, we lost to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm really not understanding the system here. And, you know, there's been a lot of debate because George Kittle is 100%. They're talking about should they let him play. And, you know, I was on Twitter and I was kind of engaging in this discussion. I said, if George Kittle is 100%, then he needs to play. He's a leader on that team. And it doesn't look right because Kyle Shanahan said, you know, I can't tell the team y'all got to play, but George Kittle doesn't have to play, knowing he's 100% capable of playing because he's healthy. I said, at that point, George Kittle needs to go play. I get it. Like, he's one of your franchise tight ends, you know, but at the end of the day, your contract says that you need to play. And plus, George Kittle wants to play. That man breathes football, and he believes in the competition. I love it. I can't wait to see him back on the field. He just brings a leadership energy out there. Um, you know, Richard Sherman, who's one of the cornerbacks on our defense, you know, was speculating that he may not be connecting back with the 49ers because they may not have enough money to bring him back next season. To be fair, you didn't cover two people in a game in our defense. I watched that guy run right past you and you leaped out and missed. Um, that's it. Once again, once again. That was like a flashback to the Super Bowl. Okay. That was my shade rant for the 49ers. I love my 49ers faithful, but I'm going to critique y'all like I critique every other team. And what I saw, I'm like, Richard Sherman, 
I mean, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I love Richard Sherman. Don't get me wrong. I love him. He's a great player. He's a great guy. He does a lot for his community. But he, that defense, that coverage, I need it. And when I saw that happen, I was like, I don't understand what's happening on the field right now. You didn't cover him. Why? He got past you. How? Like, these are the questions that I was asking. So then Cowboys, remember when we were like, oh, the Cowboys are going to suck this season because Dak got hurt. Then Andy Dalton got hurt. And they didn't, they had this random backup guy and it looked like half of them ain't want to play. They were just out there to collect a check. Now Cowboys winning games. They not only beat the Bengals in week 14, 30 to seven, but they also beat my team in week 15. My sister, she was smiling, you know, shout out to her. You know, I'm not even a knocker because at the end of the day, we made, I'm learning now as I continue to watch football, as you guys know, I'm a diehard NFL fan. I've been watching football since I could watch it. I played NFLopoly when I was like only like six, which is basically a form of monopoly, but you're trading NFL players instead of properties, which is much worse. I know that sounded horrible. Please don't cancel me. Um, it's, it's a game. We all play Monopoly. Don't judge me. Um, that's when I learned about Emmett Smith and all of them. My sister taught me the way. Um, so that's my experience with, um, football. But let me tell you, the more I watch, the more I learn, the rules are constantly evolving in NFL football. The rules are constantly changing. And, you know, I just, I can tell you that when you think you lose hope for a team, the underdogs come back and all of a sudden they just start winning. It's like, could we have played like this the entire season? No. Okay. So moving on, focusing a little heavier on week 15 to update you guys. I want to jump into the Ravens. Shout out to my cousin, Kim. She's a huge Ravens fan. You know, she, she tagged me in something. I think she's trying to win a Jersey. I hope she does win. Whoever is doing that contest, choose my cousin. Um, So, you know, the Ravens, they were playing, in week 15 Lamar Jackson gets up he's being escorted to the locker room fans are like oh I hope he's okay because when we see that happen we think injury right so he's in the locker room for however long he's in there he comes back out he throws five for six 82 yards and a touchdown and the Ravens win that game I don't know what happened in there I cracked a joke with some of my friends I was like yo Lamar Jackson went in that locker room Came back out and won the whole goddamn um, football game. I don't know what he was doing in there. They were joking around. Like, it was going viral on Twitter. Oh, Lamar Jackson went in there and used the bathroom. And he was like, I didn't use the bathroom. Y'all stop saying that. <laughs> so that was my joke for the day. Um, but the, we joked him, like he went in there and got the vibranium. Like, he was in there, like, you know, doing what he needs to do to energize himself to come back out. I don't know. Whatever he did, he destroyed it. Because my fantasy football team beasted this week in week 15. Crazy. And then the Bills, let's talk about the Bills, how they legit haven't won an AFC East title in 25 years. That cold storm has ended. The Bills have officially become the AFC East champions. After 25 years, they have stripped the Patriots of that title. I know what you're probably thinking. It's about time the Patriots sit down. I'm glad somebody else won. You probably can't stand the Patriots, but at the same time, there are people out there that love the Patriots. They're hurt. They're like, we were winning like every year. Like that, they just couldn't take it from them. Well, this year the Bills came in and they snatched it. I mean, if you think about it, 25 years ago, ooh, good grief, 25 years ago, Bill Belichick was coaching the Browns 25 years ago. 
So I have this um, friend who was a former coworker of mine. Um, his name's Andrew. You guys know him. He's the only Bills fan that I know. I have a diverse number of people that I know or I'm associated with that like the most random teams. He used to wear his jersey to work all the time. He's so dedicated. Shout out to Andrew. So, you know, he he messaged me and he's like, we won. We're champions. I was like, the second I heard that, I was like, Andrew, I thought of you. I immediately was like, you're the only Bills fan I know. I know you probably feel great. You should celebrate. Go make you some, you know, hot chocolate. Eat your favorite meal because you're a diehard Bills fan. I mean, diehard is when you're losing and not winning no games and you're still a fan. So I said, is there anything you want to say to the people that listen to Not Your Average Cheerleader about being a Bills fan? So this is what he said. This is a direct quote from Andrew. He said, well, I want the world to know about the Buffalo Bills is that it's the type of football team that truly captures the heart of its fans. To go through four Super Bowl losses in a, in a row in the 90s and decades of bad seasons they still sell out every game. This was pre-COVID. Last night, there was a ton of people at the airport waiting to greet the Bills back and in the middle of the night and congratulate them. No other fan base does that. Bills Mafia does that. This team is for real. Go Bills, end quote. So that is from Andrew. He wanted everyone out there to know he doesn't care what your team is. Bills are winners. They are the AFC East champions. 2020 has taught us anything is possible, apparently, and that has happened. So, you know, I wonder how the Patriots feel. I really do. You can't help but wonder, and I'm just throwing this question out there. You can't help but wonder that all this happened when Tom Brady left. I'm not saying that Tom Brady was the reason they were all winning. I feel like it was a team effort. As much as you've kind of heard that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick probably weren't the greatest of, you know, co-workers I can kind of say maybe from boss to you know quarterback but you have to admit whether I like you or not I'm about winning and you're the best coach to help me do that so it basically really proves that that was a dynamic duo that one without the other just doesn't make sense this isn't to say that the Bucks aren't doing well because right now the Bucks are all I have left um, I want to shout out my fantasy football team. I won this week. I was expected to lose. I was projected to lose. And and you know what? I, I tell you, I'm really, really, really proud of myself for what I did here because, well, again, I was expected to lose. So I'm going to go in. So I'll tell you who I had. I had Tom Brady as my quarterback, Jay Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars, Adrian Eckler, Austin Eckler. Wow, almost messed up his name. Sorry. Um, Godwin, as you know, Brandon A. I call him B. A. from San Francisco 49ers. M. Andrews from the Baltimore Ravens. I had the Seahawks defense. I switched it up, and I had to do something entirely different. Came back. I won. I did my coaching. I was like, Hey, if everybody do does like one great thing. I can win this. I just had a little bit of hope and I beat the number one, you know, leading football, fantasy football team in my, in my little draft group. So, you know what? I'm excited. I'm going to own that. John, shout out to you. You put up a good fight and yeah, I'm going to celebrate it. It warmed my heart. Um, so, you know, just kind of getting ready to close out because, well, the news doesn't stop. The Bengals beat the Steelers. I know that's what you were here for. I know y'all didn't honestly think the Steelers were going to go this entire season undefeated. 
We have seen a record behavior from Ben Roethlisberger. He's not the always the best in accuracy with passing. They don't have a run game. And I don't understand how you expect to play football. You don't have a run game. The Steelers don't have one. You could argue with me, at me, message me. I don't care. They don't have a run game. And he threw, I think, almost three picks in that game, if I'm not mistaken. The Bengals just put the hurt. They weren't playing. The defense came through. There was a part where Ben threw to one of his, um, I don't know if it was his tight end or his wide receiver, and the Bengals defense was right there, knocked him clean out. The ball went flying. Bengals defense picked it up, took off running. It was probably, I, I watched that like God knows how many times. And already they, they've lost two. I'm just saying, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where this season goes. Again, Jalen Hurts performed like he does with the Eagles. 401 total yards in Week 15, of course. 338 passing, 63 rushing. More than Carson Wentz has had this in his a single game in his entire career. And basically, you know, to perform like that, shout out to Jalen Hurts because that kid is coming out and he's putting up numbers. And for, again, Carson Wentz to respond the way he did, you know, instead of, one, supporting your team, it says a lot about you, how you operate in the locker room, how you care about the team that has franchised you. And you need to reevaluate. Again, stop crying, stop whining, go work harder, and earn your spot back. It's that simple. So that's all I have for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I told you, I said 30 minutes, but this was around 21 minutes. Um, again, Please have a happy Wednesday. There's some great games coming up in week 16. We're still moving along, chucking along. I think there's a game on Christmas Day. There's a game on Saturday. Um, There's another, of course, games on Sunday. Watch, stay tuned. Playoffs are happening. I did not forget about my playoff predictions. So we're going to definitely week 16 in the next episode next week, episode 12. Wow, episode 12. When we get to episode 12, I'm going to revisit my predictions. I'm going to see if any of the teams I predicted to get where they need to go are still in the the hunt to go to the Super Bowl. Thank you guys again for joining me. I appreciate you. Please have a happy holiday. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve for us, you know, um, in the United States. Um, And I think also, too, all over the world, if I'm not mistaken, for those who do celebrate Christmas. If you don't, that's okay. We honor every holiday, whether it's Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, you know, all of them. Um, Boxing Day was another holiday I've learned about. Um, So Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everyone. Thank you so much for supporting Not Your Average Cheerleader through this pandemic, through this journey. Um, It's evolved into something I never thought it would. And I'm just appreciative of every listener, every subscriber. You guys mean so much to me. You've made this enjoyable for me. And I just want you to know how much I love you guys. Thank you so much. I will see you next week for episode 12. Bye.